Well, hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Players to be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed, that's Dan, and Dan, we had a shit week. Yeah, back-to-back shit weeks. It's almost like we're Thursday night football. Because if you listen to the show we just posted, and we recorded it before game time, I promise you. But it got posted a few days later. Um, Yeah, Thursday night football sucked. I mean, it is. Thursday night football has sucked for years. I don't. It's got to go. I mean, last la- last year it wasn't terrible. We got some good games out of it, but this is the fourth week in a row that this is just terrible football. Um, I don't even know where to start. It's also two terrible teams playing on Thursday night, so it doesn't make it any better. This was one of the worst games I think I've ever seen, and that's not a. That's yeah, that's, and and the worst thing about it, the weather was good for this game. It wasn't like they were playing in a monsoon or they were playing in six feet of snow. The weather was nice. It it, it was a nice day in we're Washington, right? No, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, for being in Chicago, it, it was a nice day. It's well, let's. I don't know where to go with this, just simply because, like I said, this is one of the worst games I've ever seen. The over-under was 38, and if you took the over, you were an idiot. <laughs> um, well, let's recap the scoring that drove Al Michaels to the point of he's threatening retirement with another bad game. Uh, Joey's, I can't, uh, the kicker, Sly, the kicker for Washington, broke the scoring with 46 seconds left in the first half with a 38-yard field goal. Dante Pettis, 40 yards from Justin Fields, was the only Bears score. Sly had another 28-yard field goal. The Bears' defense wasn't terrible. And then Brian Robinson, a one-yard rush. They failed the two-point conversion. That ended the scoring at 721 of the fourth quarter. This game finished 12-7. Both of these teams now sit at 2-4. and four. Congratulations. If you're the Chicago Bears, you're not out of the division. Washington, Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some of these stats. The defense has played well. They combined together for eight sacks and a turnover. Uh, Carson Wentz, 12 for 22 for 99 yards, sacked three times. Yeah, imagine that, though. Washington offensive line giving up sacks. Uh, Justin Fields wasn't much better. 14 for 27, 190, a TD, a pick, five sacks. Can we stop Uh, calling Justin Fields a good quarterback? I never did. There's nothing really on either side of the score sheet. Dante Pettis, four catches, 84 yards, and a score. Uh, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery, along with Justin Fields, actually had themselves a day on the ground as the Bears ran for 238 yards on 37 rushes, but that was about it. There was nothing there. The Bears, the Bears aren't good, Dan. Uh, the one thing I will say is I said it last week, Brian Robinson, the kid that's just coming back from getting from getting shot. Oh, great um, story. Great story. Six saw handed handled that backfield uh, two weeks back. 17 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. He may be on your fantasy football waiver wire. If so, you might want to pick him up. Enough about this one. Let's move to the Sunday game. Uh, well, no, there is one more thing we got to talk about with this one. Carson Wentz, apparently. Um, Tyler Heineke is starting this week. Carson Wentz po- possibly going to the IR. Oh. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday games, because who cares? 
The San Francisco 49ers went to Atlanta and got trounced as the Falcons approved a 3-3 with a 28-14 victory over the also 3-3 now Niners. Uh, Brandon Ayuk caught two touchdowns of 12 and 14 yards from Jimmy G in the second quarter. Marcus Mariota ran in for one and threw for two. And uh, Jalen Hawkins had a fumble recovery in the end zone in the first quarter. This wasn't a this wasn't a bad game. This game was tight to the end. Depends on how you look at it. It wasn't a bad game for Atlanta, but it was definitely a bad game for the 49ers. So the 49ers were heavy favorites in this game. They should have blew them out. Jimmy Garoppolo play, played terrible. Going, Jimmy, go ahead. Throwing two interceptions. Um, just not good. Looks like George Kittle might be back. 29 for 41, 296, two TDs, two picks, no sacks though. And three rushes for 11 yards for Jimmy G. Uh, the rushing attack was not there for San Francisco. They did not break 50 yards total, although they only ran the football 16 times. Uh, yes, George Kittle, eight catches, 83 yards. Brandon Ayuk, eight catches, 83 yards and two scores. Uh, Marcus Mariota had almost a perfect day, 13 for 14, 129, and two scores. He also was six for 50 in a score on the ground. Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algeyer combined 31 carries, 110 yards. Alameda Zacchaeus, the best name in football, four catches, 58 yards. He was the leading receiver for Atlanta. Is Atlanta this good? They're not, right? I mean, they're, no, they're not. They're, they they're may not. they may be fighting for a wild card here, but I don't I don't even see that. I mean, I half the league gets is, is I, half the league gets in the playoffs. So I don't think Mariota is a terrible quarterback. Um, I don't think he's good though. I didn't say that. I just said I don't think he's terrible. Um, I mean, when you only got a when you, when you only have to throw fourteen times because you're dominating the run game and you're up big you know going in i mean i believe this at one point was a 21 to nothing game or 21 7 no it wasn't it was 14 to nothing and then san francisco tied it with 707 left uh mariota with a three yard rush with 57 seconds left at the half made it 21 14 gotcha. and then kyle pitts iced it with 840 left in the third quarter if you can call that icing to make it 28 14 and how can how can you say they dominated the run game when they only had 168 yards on 40 rushes? I mean, I can say they dominated that because they rushed the ball 40 times. Yeah. Marietta only had to throw the ball 14 times. Does that say more about Atlanta being good or San Francisco laying an egg? I mean, I think, I mean, I said it, I think San Francisco laid an egg. You can't come into this game and Garoppolo looked like trash. Is he going to be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde the rest of the season? Boy, you so. said, you said magic words right there. You want to talk about laying an egg and looking like trash? We're going to turn the clock back to the 1970s, ladies and gentlemen, because there is a lot of football that was played this week that reminded me of the 1970s. And you know what was bad in the 1970s, Dan? The Cleveland Browns. All the Cleveland Browns. And they looked rough against the New England Patriots. Uh, Zappi may be the quarterback of the future in New England. And there may be a controversy there with Mac Jones, depending on his health. The Patriots improved to 3-3 three and three with a 38-15 victory at First Energy Stadium, dropping the Browns to 2-4. and four. And this game was not as close as the score indicated. 
The Browns tried to make it interesting in the fourth quarter, but it was too little, a lot too late. Uh, I, the big story coming out of this one, Jacoby Brissett was bad, but when he throws the football 45 times, he's not going to be good. Uh, also, Nick Chubb only had 12 carries. Yeah, Nick Kareem Chubb Hunt, also only had 56 yards. Thanks, Nick, thanks, Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, four touches. That's it. And that wasn't on Nick Chubb, dude. It wasn't. Chubb's a fourth. He's a fourth quarter runner, and he wears guys down in the fourth quarter. That's when he gets. That's when he makes his money. And they just stopped handing the football to the best running back in the league. Twelve targets for Amari Cooper. Four catches, forty-four yards, and a score. Now you in, would know more about. That. You would know more about that. Is that well, was that a legitimate twelve targets? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they they Brissett forced the ball into him and he was locked. Brissett 21 for 45, 266, a TD, two interceptions and four sacks. Do we miss Baker Mayfield? We may miss Baker Mayfield. Bra- uh, Bailey Zappi, 24 for 34, 309, two touchdowns, was sacked twice, but it was Miles Garrett. So that's I mean, only two is good. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 19 for 76 with two scores out, another four for 15 through the air. Uh, he, he spread the football around. He did a lot of good things. Taquan Thornton is a rookie wide receiver that was on the IR, came back two weeks ago. Looks like his snap share is going up week by week, and he looks like he can play football very well. I feel bad for Miles Garrett and for Nick Chubb. I really do. Don't worry. Don't request a trade like Baker didn't get traded. I doubt it. One of my one of my favorite Baltimore pastimes is watching the Browns crumble. I mean, they dude, they said the same thing about um, Joe Thomas, and the man stuck it out. And I mean, they're they're going to be Hall of Famers for a team that is going to have a forty percent winning percentage their entire career, and that's charitable. Um. Uh, Hey, at least Deshaun comes back in a few weeks. Yeah, provided that new lawsuit, whether it's founded or not, doesn't screw that up. Let's move along, because Lord knows I want to. The Indianapolis Colts have a winning record. They are 3-2-1 as they went as they hosted the Jacksonville Jaguars and beat them 34-27, thanks to a 32-yard Matt Ryan to Alex Pierce touchdown. And a Philip Lindsay two-point conversion to get this game to where the Colts led with 17 seconds left. This was one of the games of the week. Records didn't indicate it, but it was a good one. Trevor Lawrence, 20 for 22, 165, and a score was sacked four times. Check this out. How many running? How many people do you think had a rushing attempt for Jacksonville this week? Seven, eight. Six, six people rushed the football. Christian Kirk, Jamal Agnew, James Robinson, Jamichael Hasty, Travis Etienne, and Trevor Lawrence. With Etienne taking the lion's share of things, 10 carries, 86 yards. He also added two, uh, two catches for 22 through the air. Lawrence was good, but they protected him a lot. They didn't let him take those risks down the field, and that's something Jacksonville's going to need to do. 
Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I watched I watched most of this game. This was a very good game. Matt Ryan looks like he may be an okay quarterback uh, for the rest of the season. Oh my and God, tr- he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's not. There's no way Matt Ryan gets in the Hall of Fame. You look at his stats. He is top. He he will finish in the top ten in a lot of quarterback stats. Matt Ryan is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Not He'll, in my opinion. He ain't a first ballot. And yeah, he's probably a product of the fact that. You know, the the a product of the times, but he'll get in eventually. 42 for 58. 58 passes. There are a few teams that didn't have 58 offensive plays. Yeah. 389, three TDs, no sacks, negative four on the ground. Uh, Deion Jackson was the leading rusher for the Colts. 12 carries, 42 yards. He did have a score. How about Michael Pittman? How about Deion Jackson through the air? 134. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 10, 10 catches, 79 yards. I completely t- missed that. On 10 targets. Hey, that's efficiency right there. And he – so he was a full-time special teamer until Jonathan Taylor and Nehemiah Hines went down. The two of them going down, he got thrusted into the starting role. And let me tell you something. He may take the backup role away from Jonathan Taylor because there's no way he's taking the starting role from Jonathan Taylor. But he's someone that impressed Are there two me. running backs named Jonathan Taylor? Because you said they're both a starter and the backup. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I'm saying he got thrusted away. Like, he got thrusted in the starting role when Taylor got hurt. And he may take the backup role from the Amaya Hines. But he, um, man, he he looked good. I'll give it to the Colts. They looked good. Pittman, great. Out of Paris his mind. Campbell. Yeah. Alec Pierce is someone who looks like they're an up and coming receiving, uh, up and coming fantasy stud as well. Let's talk about a team that did not look good and were a heavy favorite. Seven and a half. The Packers were favored on this one. What did I tell and, you last week? And they lost. This says it's at First Energy Stadium, but I believe that was at Lambeau Field. Uh, 27 to 10 to the New York Jets. The Jets are now four and two. The Packers are three and three. Never fear, Green Bay fans. You're not out of the division. Not by a long shot. What did I tell you, though? I said, I'm taking the Jets with the points this week. Guess what I did? Aaron Rodgers looked looked bad. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones didn't rush the football very well. We had Jordan Love come in and throw four passes. Uh, Bob Tunyon, 10 catches, 90 yards, as he's a tight end stud for your fantasy teams. Alan Lazard, nine targets, four catches. Romeo Dobbs, nine targets, four catches. I, I will also say this. Alan Lazard is a solid fantasy receiver. If you need somebody that you know is going to go out there and get you double-digit points every week, the guy always seems to go for five for 50 and scores a touchdown every other week or the last few weeks it's been oh, every week. That's because I, that's all Aaron Rodgers has to throw to. I do like Romeo Dobbs too, though. Like I've yeah, been saying I, that. I mean, yeah, he's a good guy, but where's Randall Cobb? One catch, eight yards. Randall Cobb should have been out of the league three years ago. I'm just saying, if you're gonna be there, at least get him the football. Um, I want to. I will toot my own horn about this kid every single week. Brees Hall, twenty for one sixteen, two catches for five yards. That's another two. That's another two point five points in PPR, but. And he also scored a touchdown. This kid is a real deal. He can rush. If you're in a keeper league, you're in a dynasty league, and you have, and some stupid owner has him, go trade for this kid. 
because the Jets look like they might be good that in the next year or two. I don't expect them to keep them up, keep this up this year, but hey, you never know. Zach Wilson, 10 for 18, 120, sacked twice, no scores, no picks. Uh, we already covered Brees Hall as the Jets didn't need to do a lot because the Packers couldn't do a lot. Aaron Rodgers, 26 for 41, 246 at TD, was sacked four times. Jordan Love, two for four for eight yards. Uh, oh, and Aaron Rodgers fumbled twice and lost one. Can we talk about the defensive side of the Jets ball real quick? Sure. Sauce, Sauce Gardner, that kid is probably Sauce. Okay. He put up a he. So if I'm not mistaken, and I don't believe I am, he did not give up a touchdown his whole collegiate career as a cornerback. More power to him. And you and know, I don't believe he's given up one through six weeks in his first season in the NFL. But if you're gonna be tooting your if you're gonna be tooting a quarterback's horn, maybe don't do it against the Green Bay Packers who don't have a wide receiver at all. He's done this for the first six weeks. And I okay. don't care who you are, he is their number one corner and he has gone up against number one wide receivers all season so far, and he's given up zero touchdowns. Talk to me in three weeks. I will. Trust me. How many oh. interceptions? Any, he has one interception so far this season. But he also he also had that. You remember that nice pick that got called back because the ball t- the ball barely touched the ground. Yeah, they're whatever. That was. That I mean, was... I, I know you're a little sour because you're a because you're a Green Bay fan, but that kid's good. Well, it was it was a good it was a good Saturday for me. I got to see the Indians win and I got to see the Blues win. It was a bad Sunday for me. Um, also, like I said, when's the last time the Packers lost back-to-back weeks against New York teams? I brought that up last week, too, and it's it actually happened. It's been a while. Uh, let's talk I'm about... I'm worried about the Packers, and I think I'm all not. Packers... I think all Packer fans should be worried. No, I'll worry about them in January when we're not... when we're out of the playoff picture, because I don't believe that the now 5-1 and one Minnesota Vikings can keep this up as they went into Miami and Hard Rock Stadium and handed the Dolphins their third loss of the year, 24-16. This was a defensive game, kind of. Not really. Not really. Not at all. Miami's good. Miami's really good. But who's going to be their quarterback? Because Teddy Bridgewater's hurt again. Wait, Bridgewater got hurt again? Yeah. No, Skylar Thompson started this game, and Teddy Bridgewater came in and relieved him because Teddy Bridgewater was just coming out of concussion protocol. I believe he's back in there. If I saw the ticker correctly, I could be mistaken. Uh, let's talk about Kirk Cousins before we get there. 20 for 30, 175, two TDs, three sacks. If there is anybody who has ever made a career of being the best game manager, it's got to be Kirk Cousins. The dude's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but damn, he's going to get you some wins and he's going to play you safe. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 13 for 177 and a score. He added a catch for six yards. Justin Jefferson, eight targets, six catches, 107. Adam Thielen Thielen came back to life this week. I mean, four catches for 36 yards. He did have a touchdown, but come on. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell on the opposite side of the ball. Good Lord, that, uh, that that might be the best wide receiver. Actually, uh, there's no might be. That is the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. It And this is going to be a year where you're going to have the biggest question in sports. 
coming out of Miami. What if? What I mean, if Tua doesn't get hurt? How apparent, different is this season? Apparently, Tua, Tua is starting this week. He yeah. cleared he cleared protocol last week. Hey, so did I, but that doesn't mean I'm going to suit up for the Dolphins either. Teddy Bridgewater, 23 for 34, 329, two TDs, two picks, sacked five times. He added 10 yards on the ground on a carry. Uh, Raheem Mostert, 14 for 49. He was the leading rusher for Miami who only rushed the football 19, 20 times. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 15 targets, 12 catches, 177. Jalen Waddell. 10 targets, 6 catches, 129. Let's add Skylar Thompson, 7 for 13 for 89. He was sacked, and he is out. Thumb. It's a thumb issue. At least it's not another uh, concussion. concussion. But it makes me wonder how, like, the more I think about it, I wonder how bad this, I wonder how bad this Miami offensive line is. I haven't really thought about it till now. You figured you had two quarterbacks go down because of a concussion. Another quarterback had their uh, thumb okay. injured. Yeah, but if you look at the concussions on that Tua had, the offensive line, you could blame them, but those were vicious hits. I agree. And, and, well, one of them was a bad hit. The other one, it looked innocent. It looked innocent, and it just, it's one of those things where any given hit can knock you goofy. No, I mean, I agree with you that it's, that it looked innocent, but my point is that they're getting to the quarterback five times. They gave up six sacks this game, and Bridgewater's a pretty mobile quarterback. Was. I think his mobility has taken a lot of hits. Also, one thing that didn't help Miami, 10 penalties for 97 yards. Yeah, a lot of wanderers on the field. Uh, let's move along. Let's talk about the reigning AFC champions who actually looked like the reigning AFC champions this week, 30-26 to 26 over the New Orleans Saints in the Big Easy as they improved to three and three and the saints fall to two and four, the Bengals are right in the thick of things for the AFC North. Yeah. Good job, Baltimore. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, this, I mean, I, I don't care what anybody says. This was a home game for Burrow and chase. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This hundred percent was a home game. I mean, did you see what Burrow showed up to the stadium in? The, the dude, Jamar, the Jamar chase game one Jersey. The the dudes the dude's got swag. I mean it's, he does. And this was by far was a home game. Jamar Chase is literally from the Louis literally from the suburbs of like New Orleans. So like this was like his come his homecoming game. So I mean it was a tough game. This was actually another really good game too. And uh New Orleans gave him a little bit of a scare there early, but then the second half of the game they just came out and couldn't couldn't get couldn't punch it into the end zone. Only had two Will Lutz field goals in the second half of this one. And with 11.07 left, Will Lutz put one in from 31 to make it 26-15 in favor of the Saints. And then an Evan McPherson 52-yard field goal made it a two-point game. Saints still winning. And then the Saints couldn't couldn't keep the football. Then Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow decided this game's over as they hooked up from 60 yards on the other side of the two-minute warning. Two-point conversion failed giving us our final score of 30 to 26. Joe Burrow, 28-37, 300, three TDs, no picks, three sacks, another four for 25, and a score on the ground. Uh, Joe Mixon didn't do a lot on the ground. Eight, eight carries for 45 yards. They were behind a lot in this game, so they only ran the football 14 times. He also added four catches for 23 yards and a score through the air. Jamar Chase, 10, 10 targets, seven catches, 132 yards, 
two scores, including that big 60-yarder at the end. T. Higgins, 10 targets, six catches, 47 yards. If he's going to be opposite Jamar Chase, you got to see more production from him. The Red Rocket, 17 for 32, 162, and a score. He was also sacked. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 19 for 99 on the ground, six for 25 on nine targets through the air, as he's still the fantasy stud of studs. Taysom Hill, two for four for 16 through the air, three for 39, including a 31-yard rush on the ground. Not a lot else for the Saints. They kind of probably should have won this game. I mean, yes, and it also didn't help the fact that Traquan Smith was your leading receiver because you had guys like Jarvis Landry out, um, Chris Olave was out, um, Michael Thomas is out, like – he was, I think if I would have shown up, if I would have been in New Orleans and I would have shown up in somewhat good of shape, I might have been able to play wide receiver for the New Orleans. Hey, Texas hey, hey, don't hate on yourself, man. Round is a shape. Yeah, but I mean, it's I'm more of a pear shape, but. Either way, it's still a shape, baby. Um, That last drive. I don't think for I this, did myself any favors there. The last drive for the, for the Saints took only took 118 off the clock as they were held to a grand total of six yards on a three and out, which was terrible. Although, just terrible. Then Cincinnati got the football at their own 40-yard line. One play did them in. The 60 yards from Burrow to Chase, and that was it. New Orleans got all the way down to the Cincinnati 48, but an incomplete pass as he was looking for Marcus Calloway after a massive seven-yard sack. And that was that, as the Red Rocket could not convert anything at the end, as two incompletions, a sack, and the incompletion on fourth and 17 did the Saints in. Did you know Andy Dalton, since leaving Cincinnati, was undefeated against them up to this week? I did not. I didn't know. Wow, that is uh, is a crazy fact. I mean, I'm going to say it's only like 2-0, but still. It's still something. He hasn't been on good teams. What was Carson Palmer's record against the Bengals? Oh, I imagine it was pretty good because he went to Arizona when Arizona was good and Cincinnati was bad. But uh, but you put me through pain. Let's talk about your pain. The New York Giants are now five and one and the class of the NFC as they went into MetLife Stadium and hosted the Baltimore Ravens, who have fallen to three and three with a 24-20 victory. And once again, Dan, your Ravens blew a lead, a 10-point lead, a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Yep. How do you feel about that? I'm numb to it. Yeah. I just expected it at this point. Out of the three losses that they have had, all three they have blown double digit leads. This in game, the this team quarter. should this team should easily be six and zero with the Eagles, easily. Yeah. Mm. Except they don't finish games. Except they aren't. Except they don't finish games. Lamar lost us this game. I know Ed, a few weeks. I know a few weeks ago I said that he did not lose us the game and it was bad coaching. Uh, Lamar lost this game. He uh, threw a key interception and he lost a key fumble at the end of that game. Lamar lost us this game. And Saquon game, Barkley cost somebody like. $45,000 by yeah. not running into the end zone. Uh, 143 left. He did run into the end zone on a one-yard rush to make it 24-20, to 20, and Graham Gano converted the extra points. And that, that was that. Uh, Jamar, or Jamar, wow. 
Lamar Jackson looked like Jamarcus Russell, 17 for 32, 210, a TD, a pick, sacked twice. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 10 for 119 and a score. He also had one reception for eight yards. Mark Andrews, still the best tight end in football. Second best tight end in football. 11 targets, seven carry or seven catches, 106 and a score. Nobody else was even close to that. J.K. Dobbins, seven rushes, 15 yards. He got hurt. Ooh. He got uh, hurt again. Daniel Almost. Jones, 19 for 27, 173, two TDs, sacked four times. Saquon Barkley, 22 for 83 and a score. He added three catches for 12 yards. Is he back? I mean, it's... He's the leading rusher in football. He's got to be, right? I mean, I, I mean, I'll also say that Saquon could have easily had 22 for 84 and two touchdowns if he doesn't slide there. Like, he easily had a second touchdown, but he did the smart thing. He didn't do a Nick Chubb. Whoa, hey, Nick Chubb. One mistake, all right. I one mistake. I mean, if I if I can take a shot, I'm taking a shot here. He's still the most talented running back in football. Um, Wandell Robinson, that kid, his his um his snap count's been increasing every week, and he looks like he is a good receiver. Maybe somebody you want to monitor from a fantasy aspect of it. Didn't have a great game this week. Uh, three for 37 and a touch on four targets, but he did catch three three out of his four targets. Um. And he's just somebody to monitor. Might be somebody you want to pick up if you got a stash spot, see how his season progresses. Uh, just to let you guys know what Dan was talking about, 304 left in the third quarter in the fourth quarter, third and five from the Baltimore 40. Lamar Jackson fumbled, recovers his fumble, and then tried to hit Patrick Ricard in the flat. And it was intercepted by Julian Love, who returned it 27 yards, setting up Saquon's one yard touchdown run to make it 24 to 20. It was such a terrible pass, too. Like, it was then, one of the worst throws I've seen him make with all season. 140 left on a second and 10. Lamar Jackson was sacked by Kayvon Thibodeau and fumbled the football, recovered by Leonard Williams to the Baltimore 13. Second and five from the eight. Saquon Barkley, six yards to the Baltimore two, three kneels later, and this one was over. Yeah, you can't you can't do that if you're Lamar. You, you can't have back to back. Like this is why I said after week three, when everybody was talking about Lamar being the MVP, even you said he looked like the MVP, and I'm like, no, he's not. It's Jalen Hurts, and I'll still stand by that. Lamar played terrible. He's he's declined over the past couple of weeks, and I still think that he should get a bag, but um. He's not doing himself any favors right now. He will, because there's no quarterback out there that is comparable to what he's done and what I agree. he can do. And I Baltimore agree. will not be able to upgrade, so they have to pay him. I will also say, though, if he continues to play like this the rest of the season, franchise tag him. Oof. But who? there's nobody in the draft that's this. Franchise him. He's your quarterback next year. Franchise him. Speaking of two teams where quarterback controversies exist, at least for next year, I don't understand how this one happened. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> at at Chris Year's, um, at Heinz, Heinz Field, Field. Just say at Heinz Field, the Pittsburgh Steelers improved to two and four and are now tied for third place in the division with the Cleveland Browns. Wow. 
with a 20-18 to victory over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who fall to 3-3. Three, three. I don't know. Ryan Suckup and Chris Boswell put on a display with Suckup hitting field goals from 30 and 27 and 54 and 24. While Boswell hit one from 55 and 25, and Boswell converted both of his extra points. Tom Brady, 20 for 45, 243, one TD, sacked twice. Leonard Fournette, 23 for 63 on the ground, six for 38 and a score through the air. Brady also had a fumble, but it was recovered. Uh, Chris Godwin, 12 targets, six catches, 95 yards. Uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt in this one, 11 for 18, 67, and a score. He was another, sacked. He another had concussion protocol. Two it's... for 16 on the ground before he got taken out. Mitch Trubisky came in and didn't do Mitch Trubisky things. Nine for 12, 144, and a score. Uh, Najee Harris did not look like the Najee Harris we're used to seeing. 14 for 42 on the ground, two for seven, and a score through the air. Chase Claypool, seven for seven for 96, and a score. Other than that, I mean... Deontay Johnson, what a disappointing season. George Pickens, what a disappointing game. Granted, George Pickens, I want to say most of his targets probably came when uh, when Pickett was in the game because that seems to be Pickett's favorite receiver. Um, so another fantasy tip there if you're paying attention. Um, they, they already said that – Tomlin already said that if Pickett clears protocol, he will be the starting quarterback this week coming up. I mean, you spend that much on you, – you spend that draft capital on a, on a hometown quarterback, he has to start. Um, Najee Harris has disappointed me all fantasy season. He may be dead to me after this year. Um, just to give you a breakdown of what happened at the end of this one, Tom Brady passed to Leonard Fournette, 11 yards and a score with 445 left. They failed the two-point conversion, and that was that. Pittsburgh got the football back with 438 remaining on their own 25-yard line and killed the clock. Dan, that is a team that knows how to finish a football game. It is. They killed the clock, 438 left. They kept the football out of Tom Brady's hands, including two Mitch Trubisky kneels down after the two-minute warning. A big second-and-one play with two minutes remaining at the Tampa 29. It was a Mitch Trubisky scramble up the middle, three yards to convert the first down and ice this football game. Here's the Tampa Bay defense. You have to play better than that, especially against the Steelers. Tampa Bay was favored in this one, and I'm looking by how much. Uh, nine and a half. Oh, Tampa yeah. was huge, favored by nine and a half. And they dropped this one almost as disappointing as the Green Bay Packers. Tom Brady needs to Actually, get this back. one might be more disappointing than the Packers loss. Tom Brady needs be, to get Giselle back. I'm going to be honest, actually. I'm not going to say that almost. This Tampa losing this game was a lot more shocking to me than Green Bay losing to the Jets. 100%. I mean, all right. Uh, let's let's talk about the next game, and that is the Los Angeles Rams and at their jewel of a stadium. Twenty four, the Carolina Panthers fall to one and five. The Rams are now three and three with a twenty four to ten victory. 
I guess you, we can call this a bounce back game for the Rams. No, Carolina's just that bad. Uh, Carolina actually held a lead in this contest twice. Eddie Pinheiro with a 42-yard field goal in the first quarter opened up the scoring. And then Deontay Jackson, a 30-yard pick six off of Stafford, made it 10-7. to seven. In fact, that was the score at halftime. And then late in the third, the Rams scored twice. Matt Gay from 21 yards out as Carolina stopped them deep in their own territory. And Ben... Skoranek. Sure. 17 yards out, gave the Rams a 17-10 to 10 lead with 11 seconds remaining in the third. And then Darrell Henderson, two yards, gave them the 24-10 to 10 victory. I hate the Rams. I hate them so, so much. I really do. I, I can't stand them. I hate everything about them that is is west of Kansas City. But that stadium is gorgeous. It is a very nice stadium. Uh, P.J. Walker, 10 for 16, 60 yards, two sacks. Got, went to the concussion protocol, passed, but was out of the rest of the game with a neck injury. Jacob Eason, 3 for 5, 59 yards and a score. So if I'm doing my math here, that's 13 for 21 for 119 and an interception. Uh And two sacks. So yikes. Christian McCaffrey. How long until he is out of Carolina? Uh, Trade deadline. He's gone. They're going to move him for They're going to get a bag back, but somebody's going to be extremely happy. I saw the dumbest take I have ever seen on Twitter. And of course, it's, you know, Brown's Twitter because, you know, you get them one little hint of success. And if the Browns don't win, the world comes to an end. They said trade Chubb and a one for Christian McCaffrey, and I almost vomited. No, not in a, no. Are you kidding me? I don't the fact think, that you're even thinking about that. Is, well, I'm, I'm think, I don't think Carolina does that deal. 13 for 69 on the ground, 7 for 89 through the air. So there's your fantasy touches right there. Uh, Deonta Freeman, 5 for 19 on the ground. <laughs> Uh, Christian McCaffrey was the leading receiver for Carolina, accounting for uh, about 85%-ish, if I my quick math is correct, of their yards through the air. Um, Matt Stafford, 26 for 33, 253, a TD, a pick, and a sack. The Rams ran by committee as Cooper Cup once again got 17 yards on two carries. Uh, the leading rusher there was Darrell Henderson, 12 for 43 and a score. Cooper Cup also added seven catches for 80 yards. He is the best wide receiver in football, hands down. Allen Robinson, five for 63 and a score for the Rams. The NFC is so tightly grouped together. You know, there's there's a few teams that are sitting atop, and then there's a bunch of three and three, two and four, four and two teams that are completely interchangeable, and the Rams are one of them. I don't disagree with you. Uh, the Rams do not repeat. Um, this game was just awful to watch. Please get Christian McCaffrey out of there. Please get DJ Moore out of there. Go Where's he going to go? If you had to handicap where CMC goes, where does he go? Um, the Rams are a leading, a leading contender. Um, they are. What, what are they going to trade them? The number one picks 20 years from now? I mean, it's the, the Rams are a leading contender. Um, Christian McCaffrey could get traded to the Rams 
for the 2045 first round pick that the Rams hold. And Carolina turns around and drafts Christian McCaffrey Jr. The 49ers are another team that are in talks. And then there's one other team, but I That's can't scary. I can't think of it off so the top of my he's head. Going to the NFC West. Fair enough. Let's talk about the NFC West and let's go to Arizona at Seattle. The Seahawks are now three and three tied with the Rams. The Cardinals fall to two and four. Lumen Field. Didn't that used to be called something else? I have no idea. Which one? Seattle. I, that, that loud place that, that's painted like a Metro mark. It definitely anyway, was called something else, but I can't remember. Uh, lots and lots of field goals in this one. Matt Amendola from 23 yards for the Cardinals at 1020 of the first quarter. Yep. And then Jason Myers, 39-27-34-32 to make it a 12-3 Seahawks lead. Chris Banjo, a fumble recovery in the end zone. Amendola missed the extra point. Then Kenneth Walker, an 11-yard rush. Jason Myers converted the extra point, and we finished 19-9. Kyler Murray, was it a double XP weekend? It was. 22 for 37, 222, one interception, sacked six times. He also added 10 rushes for 100 yards. That's not a bad day. That's not a bad day. No, it's not, but it's not a good day, and especially against this terrible Seahawks defense who has given up a ton of points the whole the whole year. I don't know, man. I'm just saying maybe Geno Smith is that good. Uh, nobody really else to speak of for the Arizona side. I mean, I guess Zach Ertz, seven catches, 70 yards is something. Marquise Brown, five catches, 68 yards. Geno Smith, 20 for 31, 197, no turnovers, sacked five times he added 48 yards on the ground kenneth walker the third 21 for 97 and a score on the ground a lot of different guys touched the football for seattle one two three four five six seven eight nine ten different offensive players outside of geno smith touched the football geno did what geno's got to do it's just i think both of these defenses played well and both of these offenses were kind of inept I don't have much to add here besides the fact that DK Metcalf had a letdown game and he screwed me. Um, Tino Smith doesn't look bad, though, man. He doesn't. DK Metcalf, seven targets, two catches, 34 yards. Yeah, bad game. That's not good. Uh, Marquise Brown got hurt. Part of the reason why the the Cardinals traded for our boy uh, Robbie Anderson, who got kicked out of the game by his coaches. Boy, you hate to see it. Buffalo went to Kansas City and gave us one heck of a game late at Jeeha Field at Arrowhead Stadium. I hate the over-commercialization of this stuff. Can't we just call it Arrowhead and just just call it a day? It's all about the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. I mean, it's only a matter of time before the PC police make the Chiefs change their name and we can't call it Arrowhead Stadium anymore. The Bills improved to five and one as they as Kansas City falls to four and two with a twenty-four to twenty victory on the road. This one came down to the very, very end. This was a good game, Dan. This was a very good game. And a lot of people were surprised by the first quarter of this game that it was just zero zero. I, I was not. Um this uh, these two teams I feel like they know each other and they get up for these games just because this 
is the class of the AFC. Oh, yeah. These, these are two very good teams, and you're absolutely right. They know each other. I mean, can you really can you really hate on the offense with both teams go over 400 yards? Buffalo was at, let's see, four, 454 yards, and Kansas City at 100 and, or 406. Like, it, it wasn't for a lack of offense, Effort. and there were yeah, only... No. There were only three turnovers in the game, which Kansas City two is a lot for them. Josh Allen, 24, or I'm sorry, 27 for 40, 329, three scores, sacked once out of 32 yards on 12 rushes on the ground. Uh, Devin Singletary, 12 for 85 on the ground. He was the leading rusher for Buffalo. Uh, you want to talk about Stephon Diggs? 13 attempts, 10 catches, 148 yards and a score. Touch. Yep. That's uh, and almost a second score. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Patty, Schuster came back to life. Yeah. Patty Mahomes, 25 for 40, 338, two TDs, two costly interceptions. He was also sacked three times. He had a 21 yards on the ground. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the leading rusher for Kansas City, but Kansas City didn't have much of a running game. Nine carries, 33 yards, and that was it. Travis Kelsey, uh, the best white or the best tight end in football, 10 catches, I'm sorry, 10 attempts, wow, 10 targets, 8 catches, 108 yards, Juju, 5 targets, 5 catches, 113, and a score. Yeah, this uh, this is good. This is a damn good game. Second best tight end, uh, had a decent game. Von Miller had a couple of sacks and looked like the Von Miller of old. Uh, this this If you're going to show somebody what a football game should be, you may be showing them that because this had a little bit of everything for everybody. I mean, this was a good game. This probably, I mean, this definitely was the best game that we saw all weekend as far as two good teams. And how about Harrison Butker with a messed up leg, whether it's his calf or his hamstring or whatever, puts through a 62-yard field goal, the longest in Arrowhead history. 62 yards with a bum kicking leg. How about that? That's that's impressive. That doesn't get him special teams player of the week honors. I don't know what will. Yeah, that guy put in. I mean, you had the Arizona-Seattle game, and you had the Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh game, which might rival that, but just with all the field goals. But, yeah, Buckner. Butker? Butner. He, uh, he, sure. did some, he, did, he did put in some work, Ed. Kind of like how someone's putting in some work against someone else in some uh, fantasy hockey right now. But that's a story for a different day. Two nights, man. We're two nights into the week. Pace yourself. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys tried to take down the Philadelphia Eagles. But nay, nay, as the homestanding Eagles in Lincoln Financial Field stayed perfect. 26 to 17 over the Cowboys who fall to a surprising four and two. This wasn't a bad game either. It wasn't great, but by comparison, it was better than the other primetime games. Uh, this one was a lot closer than the score indicated, but even then, Cooper Rush finally loses a football game. He finally, it seems like Cooper Rush finally came back to earth, huh? 18 for 38, 181, a TD, three picks. Do you think there's still a quarterback controversy in Dallas? I don't think there ever was. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 18 for 81 in a score. He also added a catch for five yards. Troy Pollard, 11 for 44 on the ground, two for eight through the air. 
CD Lamb, 10 targets, 5 catches, 68 yards. That's not good. How about Michael Gallup? 7 targets, only 2 catches. Yeah, Noah Brown has fallen from grace as well, I guess, with Gallup getting healthy. But that was uh, Rush's boy. But I don't expect that to continue now. Well, now that Dak is back. And you kind of got a second guess them right there. I mean, I get why they made the decision. But Dak said he was healthy. And he was being held out as a precaution. If Dak Prescott starts that game, do you think that's a different outcome? I don't know, but I don't think they can really question that. That's the first bad game Cooper Rush has had in his career. But even then, you got a $200 million quarterback that says he's ready to go. And you're instead (sighs) going to hold him out to start a... I mean, Tua said he was ready to go as well. But they held him out for precautionary reasons. There's a difference between a head injury and a thumb injury. One is quantitative. You can tell how bad the thumb is. On the other side. How bad a hat is, a head is. On the Uh, other side of the ball. 15 for 25, 155, two TDs, no turnovers. He was sacked four times. He had a 27 yards on the ground. Miles Sanders, 18 for 71 and a score. The Eagles did what Eagles do. They ran the football efficiently and well. And that's all they really needed to do. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith each had a touchdown, one with 67 yards, one with 44 each on five catches. Dallas got a disappointing game. They all can't be winners, but unless you're Philly and they're all winners. Not much to say here. Philadelphia remains undefeated. Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, I believe Philadelphia has their bye week this week. Yes. Yes, they yes. do. So that's going to be another week for them to get healthy and for them to do better if they can. So we'll see what the season comes out with that. Now we go to Monday Night Football in a game where neither team wanted to win. Broncos country. Let's ride. I think Russell Wilson's burning whatever he's cooking. Uh, Brandon McManus and Dustin Hopkins each showed they can be an NFL kicker. McManus from 51, 27, and 48. Hopkins from 37, 31, 35, and a game-winning 39-yard field goal with 238 left in the extra period. The Chargers were favored by four and a half. They did not cover. The over-under was 45.5. They went under. It was always the under. I stayed up late to watch this game because I was. Why? I I work Sunday nights. Okay. And even then it wasn't worth it. I was awake and I had, I was getting paid to be awake and it still wasn't worth it. Russell Wilson, 15 for 28, 188 and a touchdown. He was sacked four times. He had a 23 yards on the ground. Uh, Latavius Murray, 15 carries 66 yards. That was the extent of the rushing attack for Denver because Melvin Gordon, three, three carries, eight yards. That's it. That's it. That's it. Denver's bad. Uh, Justin Herbert, 20, uh, I'm sorry, 37 for 57 or 238 yards. How about that for an average yardage per attempt? That's insane. Woof. He did throw an interception, no TDs. He was sacked twice. He added two carries for nine yards on the ground. Uh, talk about 
talk about wasted talent, this Denver defensive group as a whole. The last time I saw a look the way that the Denver defense is starting to look at Russell Wilson, it was what Richard Sherman looked at Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson during that Super Bowl. It was the exact same look. Like, just the hatred and disbelief. Just got to let Russ cook. Just, (laughs) where am I at? Austin Eckler, 14 for 36 in a score. He was also targeted 16 times for 10 catches for 47 yards. That had, that's real? All right. Dink and Uh, dunk, baby. Dink and dunk. Sony Michelle, eight carries, 28 yards, three catches, 14 yards. Let's look at how this one ended because it was bad. It was really, really bad. So we go in and the Chargers kick a 35-yard field goal to tie the game at 16-2 left. Never fear because both teams would have the football again. As I have no idea what the hell Dan's doing. Um, on a third and six from the Denver 43, Russell Wilson with 231 left gets sacked for a loss of nine. Denver had to punt the football on the good side of the two minute warning, which whatever, um, the chargers got the football back with one fifty-one left on their own 25 yard line. Now, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five. Justin Herbert hit six consecutive passes. Were they out of Austin Eckler for 4.7 yards? Austin Eckler, no gain. Austin Eckler, five yards. Austin Eckler, five yards. Josh Palmer, five yards. Gerald Everett, four yards. Xander Horvath, no gain. Fourth and one, one second left from the Chargers 44 incomplete pass on the Hail Mary. So we go to overtime. I'll let you guys figure out what happened after that. We go to overtime. Denver gets the football. Three and out. So they punt. Chargers get the football. Three and out. So they punt the football. Denver gets the football. Guess what happened, Dan? Three and out. Three and out. Chargers get the football on their own 19-yard line. Herbert, two incomplete passes, and then a false start made it third and 15. And another punt. But it was a muff, and it was recovered by the Chargers on the Denver 28-yard line. Austin Eckler, negative one. Austin Eckler, negative one. Justin Herbert, pass complete to Mike Williams for nine yards to make it Fourth and three with 243 left. And then Hopkins, 39 yards. And we're good. So a muffed putt in overtime. Saved us from a tie because it is thoroughly conceivable. This you give Denver the, the, yeah, you give Denver the football on their own 28-yard line with 455 left. And Denver either punts the football again or the game's over. I, I I don't know what we can say here. This this was bad. We could have just not talked bad. about this game, and I would have been okay. Well, it's the Monday night game. We had to talk about it. Well, at least we get a break from uh, Denver on primetime football for a little while. They Hopefully. have a prime. No, they. We, I did. We. I checked. Trust me. Um, 
they've had man. they've had five primetime games within the first six weeks it's, 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 that's actually insane they can always flex games into that spot or do they only do that at the end of the year anyway we're actually good on time so let's make our picks we're not good on time let's hurry up and make these so we can get in under the hour dan we're gonna go to new orleans and arizona tomorrow night we both take arizona yeah because it's not a double xp weekend wait till you uh wait till you see these picks Atlanta at Cincinnati. We both take Cincinnati because we don't trust Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. We only have one game difference this week. Ed. Cleveland at Baltimore. We both took Baltimore because I'm surprised. Cleveland. I'm surprised you're taking Baltimore. If this is in dude, if this is in Cleveland, I'll think about it, but not the way, not the way the Browns played last week. Indianapolis at Tennessee. We both take Tennessee because Matt Ryan is not going to throw the football 60 times this week. I'm taking Indianapolis. I'm changing it. Oh, hello. Detroit goes to Dallas. I got Dallas. You got Detroit. Why Detroit? Uh, they're, coming, they're coming off a bye. And I just, I also for the comedy aspect of Dak losing his, Dak being 0-2 on the season, while Cooper Rush is 3-1. Green Bay is going to Washington. This is not us picking Green Bay. This is us picking against the Commanders. Yeah, um, I... Th- I don't know that field though, man. What if, what if, what if Aaron Rodgers goes down on that field? Shut your mouth. The Giants are going to Jacksonville. I guess we're trusting Daniel Jones from now on. Man, this is tough because I think Jacksonville can win this game, but I can't bet against Danny Dimes. Tampa Bay at Carolina. This is a bounce back game for Tom Brady. We both agree. No, this is just a game. This is not a bounce back game. This is just Carolina's bad. Well, Brady will use it as a bounce back game. Houston at the Raiders. We both take the Raiders because they can't lose every game at home. Houston's also just bad. The Jets go to Denver. We both pick the Jets. If they beat Denver, we can say they're for real, right? We can say they're a wild card contender because they don't have a shot in that division. Kansas City goes to San Francisco. Cardinal rules, Dan. You never bet against Patty Mahomes. The Chargers host the Seahawks. We both take the Chargers. Yeah, I love Geno, but not enough to see him best Justin Herbert. This this game could be a shootout for sure. Or it could be 56 to nothing at halftime. It's absolutely not going to be that. Miami is going to host Pittsburgh. Who is going to be Pittsburgh's quarterback? Who's going to be Miami's quarterback? It's a prime time. It's a prime time game, so we can almost count on seeing a training staff on the field. And then on Monday night, we have the potential for another awful football game. As Chicago goes to New England, we both take New England. Yeah, anyway. Um, um, I'm actually excited for that game because I want to watch Belly Zappi play in prime time. Uh, games of the week. Neither of us have put a game of the week in this week because I'm not really sure there is one. We're going to keep that as a surprise for next week. We're going to tell I you mean, what gonna our games you, are. I'm going to give t- you mind right now. It's going to be, it's going to be Dallas and Detroit. I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking the Homer pick Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, that's fine. I have to, you know, one of us has to. To give you an update on the stats, in our game of the week, I am still up by two in our weekly picks. Dan and I both finished 6-8 and eight for our second consecutive 
losing week. That keeps me at a plus five and a tie. Eat it, you little bitch, you. Anyway, that's going to be the end of this show. We're under an hour, Dan. At the first. So, as always, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team's not doing so hot, it can always be the players be named later. Who can make it better? See ya! <laughs>